Hey, friends. Do you like what you hear on Fundraising Heyday? I'm assuming you do since you are listening. If you're looking for a dynamic duo for your next virtual or in-person event, then have we got the team for you. We sure do. Because it's the two of us! <laughs> Amanda and I would love to join you for your next conference keynote or as the MCs of your event. We've trained and entertained thousands of people from all walks of life over the past five years, and we'd love to do the same for you. Whether we're talking about grants and fundraising or sharing ways to improve the funding process for us all, we've got a lot to say about a variety of subjects. And if I do say so myself, the fundraising heyday duo sounds better together. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And if you'd like to hire us, then shoot us an email at fundraisingheyday at gmail.com. That's fundraisingheyday, H-A-Y-D-A-Y, at gmail.com. See y'all soon. Well, hello there. I am Kimberly Hayes de Muga. And I'm Amanda Day. And you're listening to Season 4 of the Fundraising Heyday Podcast. We're doing more in Season 4 to help nonprofits, local governments, and the consultants who serve them raise more money and get more grants by sharing real-world experiences and interviews with experts in getting the job done. You may hear a y'all or two along the way and singing and strange sound effects. (laughs) That's right. And there's more of us to love in Season 4 because we have episodes dropping every other week all year long. So let's get into it. This podcast is brought to you by Season 4 sponsor, D.H. Leonard Consulting and Grant Writing Services. Don't let grants stress you out. Their team can help you with grant readiness and training, grant research, grant writing, mock review, as well as providing numerous DIY resources, guides, and templates. Did you know that with every Fundraising Heyday episode, we create a coordinating blog post on their website, dhleonardconsulting.com. Check it out today. Today, we're talking about a subject that is very near and dear to my heart, a streamlined system of grant accountability and transparency at the state government level. That's really not a sentence that you would expect to hear every day, I think. (laughs) And for some people who are listening, you may have never heard it before until today. But, But really, as grant pros, we know that the more funders streamline their processes, the easier it is for nonprofits and local governments and hospitals and school systems, tribal nations, pretty much anyone else, any other fund-seeking organization to find, apply for, and manage the grants that will help their organizations do good things by serving others. And we're also sort of presenting the flip side to our um, episode one of season four, where we bitched heartily about application procedures. So we want to we want to we want to bring you a balanced side and some success stories today, right Amanda? Exactly. And let me tell you as a longtime government employee, I could wax poetic for days about the struggles with trying to find and access state grant funding. Like I really could we we could do a whole episode on my complaints there. Um, because for the majority of the states in this nation of ours, there is no centralized system for anything. 
meaning that each department within your state, they have their own website. Not all are created equal, by the way. Um, They all have their own listing of grants, and sometimes they don't even have that. Um, There's their own application process, their own portal or system, um, their own way of managing awards, and so on and so forth. So it just goes on and on. So what you get from agency to agency is a bit of a crapshoot. So that's why today we thought it was so important to bring a good example of something that actually works. So this is actually something coming to you from the state of Illinois because they got every got it all together and streamlined their process and they focused on accountability and transparency. And we are honored to have the individual who was at the helm of bringing this system together join us today on this episode. That's right. Today we're joined by Carol Krauss. Carol is both a CPA and a CGMS, and that stands for Certified Grant Management Specialist. She began her career as a professional accountant, working on single audits for a variety of organizational types. She then left the private sector for government work as the Associate Director of the State of Illinois Office of Management and Budget. She rose through the ranks, first serving as the Chief Internal Auditor, then Chief Accountability Officer for the state. She then worked as the Chief Financial Officer of the Illinois Department of Human Services before finally landing her role as Director of Illinois' Grant Accountability and Transparency Unit within the Governor's Office of Management and Budget. Man, we like long titles in government work, don't we? Um, (laughs) Carol retired from the state this past summer and now works as a consultant providing grant management expertise and training. She serves on the board of directors of the National Grant Management Association and is their treasurer this year. And with that, welcome to our show, Carol. All right. Thank you. Thanks for asking me. Nice show. I would like to hear some of the bitch sessions. Oh, you can do that for free on Apple Podcasts yeah. or Spotify. Yeah, we'll send you the link. We'll send you, but we, we didn't yeah. talk about yeah. Illinois. We did not talk about Illinois. It was all non-Illinois. Well, that's where we were. When, when all this started. So, you know, it's uh, very prevalent, you know, and you still have people pushing back on it. So it, it is a uh, quite an undertaking cool. and, and convincing people how important it is. So, you know, it, it, it is a, uh, it is quite a transformation, especially for us. Cause we didn't have a wheel to steal. I always believe in stealing the wheel wherever you can. <laughs> yeah. And so, I hear you that. know, yeah. yeah, you were the pioneer of it, so that's awesome. Yeah. So from a, a few moments that we shared together before we started recording, you also uh, brought up the fact that you got your start in accounting, moving yes. through the accounting field. We come from more of, we're more from the English major school of getting into yeah. grants. So could you right. give us um, uh, the skinny on how you got into the world of grants via accounting? Well, I uh, actually started with an internship while I was still going to get my, you know, degree in accounting, and uh, then I got a job, and it was a firm that specialized in state, local governments, and nonprofits, and doing the audits. And I, I to tell you the truth, I find accounting very boring. I could <laughs> accountant sitting, and you know, debits and credits. And I'm the one that you call when you can't figure out because something's out of balance. Or I like putting the puzzle together. So, but what I ended up specializing in was single audits. I did them for I think nine years. Everything from a really small nonprofit all the way up to you know uh, state agencies, universities that get 
15, 16 billion dollars a year. So and everything in between. So I that was a, a good start. And so I got burnt out on traveling, training, things like that. And then one of the partners of our firm convinced me to come to work for the state. Okay. So I did. And I if there was a mess, that's where they put me. Okay. So a lot of <laughs> cheering going on and a lot of who is she, right? And generally when you bring in, you know, it's political hacks and they don't know anything. So I really, a lot of people were like, oh my God, she knows all this. So it, it was very, very interesting. Uh, quite quite the change, you know. A bet. Talking about Amanda, you know, if it makes sense, uh, well, why would we do it? You know, so it's logical. I know when I used to audit and I'd go, Wow, this makes a lot of sense. Did I understand you correctly? And a lot of times I didn't. So, <laughs> you know, having that background was very beneficial. You know what I mean? So, um, oh, yeah. and then, so I've been on every side of the fence, you know, I've been the auditor, consultant, practitioner, you know, you name it. So I've, I've done the full gamut. So after going in, I don't know that I'd ever want to audit a state again and risk my license. No, I'm kidding. Where you get inside <laughs> and you learn all this stuff, right? So, because uh, I always tell the joke, you know, why did the auditor cross the road? Because he looked at last year's work papers and that's what they did. So, you oh, know, nice. You know, they, they don't even know, know it all. So, you know, I, I really dug into it and really enjoyed doing single audits, as sick as that sounds, right? No sicker than writing grants. No sicker. Right. And we also that, have referred to it as putting puzzles together, putting, you know, putting together. Puzzles. Right. So, yes. so we're all sick people who have found each other on this day. So let's be thankful for that. I love it. And I love an auditor who's got jokes. That's awesome. Yay! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kind of oh. broke the mold on that one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So walk us through the process of the state of Illinois deciding to streamline their application and management process for all state departments. Like how did that even come in? Well, it it was a long journey. I will tell you that Uh, because nobody else had done it, you know? So Uh what really happened was when they made me the CFO of the department of human services, which obviously gives out more, the majority of grants in the state, they, said, okay, Carol, here's your office, and can you come to this meeting? We're going to put you in charge of this legislation. So it was, how can we streamline it with the five human service agencies in the state? So we we all got got together and worked in a big committee and uh, uh, came up with recommendations. And what ended up happening, people were getting so excited about it, a lot of them came back and said, why don't we do this statewide? So what we did was we created new legislation. We went through like three pieces of legislation and to look at it statewide and then make recommendations, uh, created a single audit commission. And so then it passed. We are so excited. It got signed into law in July of 2014. And then they came out with the new requirements and, in December, our November election, after convincing the entire governor's office and staff, lost the election. I had a new governor I had to Oh, no. Yeah. So that was fun, too, because they literally said, Carol, you got to give a presentation. 
to the cabinet members. And by the way, 10 minutes before, by the way, your job hinges on this presentation. Oh, okay. So anyway, and then yet again, I did literally go through three administrations and a two-year budget stalemate. No budget. Wow. So, uh, yeah, a lot of hurdles to, to run. But it, it, it's, it's really working out really well. I mean, we literally admitted up front, you know, we're going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And so part of the legislation was to go back annually and say, where can we do it better or what do we need to add? So, it, it, yeah, I mean, I, I know OMB waits for five years, but we did it annually. <laughs> so, Not bad. Well, and I... Um... I love, so um, So to our listeners, the first time I heard Carol speak, it was at a conference. She was the keynote, and she was talking about this process, so that's how I heard about it to begin with. But what I really love, Carol, is when you first stood up there, you're like, yes, I'm from the state of Illinois. Yes, you probably got lots of jokes about how we do things wrong. You're like I loved how you, the fact that you made a joke out yeah, of it. All your like, governors like, are in jail, right? Yeah, yes, accountability uh-huh. from Illinois and all your governors are in jail. I always make that joke and say, well, at least we prosecute ours, right? So yes, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll notice we're not making any jokes about the state of Illinois because we're right. from the state of Georgia. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're just going right. to put that out there gently because people in glass houses <laughs> should not throw stones. Yeah. Oh, too funny. So I, you may have touched well, actually, I know you did uh, bits of this uh, next question, um, but I do not want to put words in your mouth. So I'm going to okay. ask it again and, and we'll okay. see if I was right. So what was the hardest part about instituting the grant accountability and transparency unit of the governor's office of management and budget besides extra large business cards? Because <laughs> besides um, well, I, you know, other than not having a budget and three different yeah. administrations. Um, That's kind of where I was going. You know, part of it is that everybody believes that their grant is unique and there's no way you can have uniformity. Right. Okay. So, yes, they are unique. The program side is very unique, but there's so many administrative and fiscal requirements that are exactly the same. So that's what we, we really zeroed in on was those those types of requirements. Um, you also have to add flexibility because, you know, block grants, for example, are exempt from the uniform guidance. But you also got to be careful because some of those, if you go and read the specific rules for that, they've adopted some of them as a best practice. So um, what we did is we instituted a uh, exception. We modeled it after the Fed, you know, exception process that did give exceptions to to certain requirements, but you had to document it and prove to us that it really, you know, whether it was in the terms and conditions of the grant or or whether it was, uh, you know, in the code of federal regulation. So um, that, that was that because people would turn them in constantly and we'd go, uh, no, 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 no. You know, so it, it, it was, and, you know, really to tell you the truth, when I first started, a lot of people said, oh, the grantees won't go for it. It's like the grantees brought it up. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yes, <laughs> it, it really was the state agencies. And to get the bill passed, we had to put a sunset on it that would have to be renewed in five years. So a lot of the agencies were like, ah, 
I don't have to do it. It's going to end. And so what I ended up doing was getting that removed in the third year. So, and then oh. all the attitudes changed at the agencies. The other, the other part is the lack of knowledge on the grant requirements. And, you know, when you got a, you know, larger states, you guys go through it too. And the state does a single statewide single audit. It was amazing that only 7% of the programs are tested. So you constantly heard, well, the auditors never said anything. Well, that's because they didn't test it. Right. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of that um, in there and which required a lot of training, a lot of, you know, uh, different things. We had no systems. We built a bunch of systems. And so it, it was quite, quite the task, you know? So I, I zeroed in on grant management systems and did the one that didn't exist and, you know, pieces that didn't exist. So, um, and then right now they're still implementing the statewide grant management system with all the different, uh, different agencies. So that should be done here soon. But really, to tell you the truth, the hardest part was getting the agencies to follow it. Our number one complaint was the agencies, instead they were instructed to go back and, you know, I called it uh, zero-based uh, procedures, right? So some of them just added this onto it. And it's like, uh, 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 uh. Oh, but at least they had a centralized me. office to come to to follow up on it, you know. So it, yeah. it, it, it really was. And then we had to determine what is a grant because we adopted this for both state and federally funded grants. So they wanted one uniform set of rules. So all of the federal rules that that made it a little bit easier because people would say to me, so is this a state rule or a federal rule? And if you said federal rule, they'd back off. If you, if you, you know what I mean. So uh-huh. another little trick I pulled, right? That because nice. I knew they are you, and we'd go on and on and on. So it really was that. But we did a lot of work. I did a lot of planning. In fact, I was the only one in the office for almost a year. So I, oh, wow. I there's subcommittees, and I know I'm going to, you know, go into another question you have. But you know, some of the most important parts is getting all the stakeholders together. And I know I had a lot of people say, what? You want them? Yes, you want them. You want their input. You want everybody to, you know, there's stuff that you don't realize that they're going through. You know, you haven't thought about their side. And so it, it really did work out. And we made sure that we had different types, you know, state agencies, local governments, and, uh, Nonprofits and universities, we made sure that they were on all of our committees that made these decisions. And we also picked small, medium, and large. So we had a mix. So it, you know, nice. all those meetings and going through it. But the easy part was do you want to add anything to the uniform guidance? Nah, nobody wanted. <laughs> and so, so, you know, the other thing is the timing of it being passed. So whether you had new people or people that didn't know all the grant rules, everybody blamed, we call it GATA, GATA, that all these rules. And it's like, no, it's a federal rule. We just, you know, we're GATA's just streamlining it. So that was a big, you know, all the communications and expectations. The other thing you had to do was say, we're not going to build the Rolls Royce here. We're going to start with a Chevy, work our way to the Cadillac and, you know, 
So we bit it off in pieces. So we did have a very structured approach to this. And then we followed it when, with the grant management system. So it sounds like you've run through sort of the big picture advice that you would give other states. But I'm actually thinking, based on what you just said, the bigger question is why would states be interested in making the change at all unless they had someone like you advocating? Because I think it would just be very easy to say, we've always done it this way, it works fine. So it's almost like you were within, you were working that change from within the system. I mean, that sounds like that's the biggest piece of it. Takeaway, not only engages stakeholders, but first there's got to be the, hey, we need to do this. And here's why. Right. And, you know, Amanda, as you were saying, lists of grants that you can, you know, nothing like that existed in Illinois. Nothing. The only thing you had was the schedule, of, you know, the CFOB from your single audit. And so we built a system for that. One of the things that really made the legislature, especially in the governor's office, especially in budget, was figuring out how much money went out in grants. OK. And how much revenue came in. And, you know, and the fact that the feds were getting more strict on it and, you know, we could have to end up with question costs, pay money back. Um, So like in Illinois, in our general revenue fund, 67 percent of the expenditures is grants. Wow. And when it comes to revenues coming in the state, which is, you know, pretty, you know, common, is that I think it was it was income tax was one. And we were number two and then sales tax. And then, you know, so being Uh having that much and that's what really helped and benefited. But, you know, it's interesting when we put all that together with all the grants and had to see everything. And what we found was that 80 percent of our grantees and subrecipients got grants from two or more agencies, some as many as 15. And so so. You know, looking at that and looking at, you know, at the benefits, I mean, really, to tell you the truth, um, we're, we save about 1.1 million labor hours a year. And that's only on the state side. That does not include the grantee side. You know, we didn't really feel comfortable in putting those out as much. And that did not include, like, the bigger agencies, like when I was at DHS, we had 12 different budget templates. Now we, <laughs> hey, you know, so, uh-huh. uh, you know, I mean, from one, one agency. So that does not count that overlapping. So yeah. it, it really was amazing. We knew it was going to be big, but we, you know, about fell over a chair when we saw how big it was. Now you have the naysayers, of course. And those were generally people who only got one grant. You know, people that had multiple grants really loved it because of the way we streamlined everything. They didn't have to give it to every single agency. It came in centrally and everybody had access to it. So mm-hmm. it really, really did. Uh, it's just amazing how many hours we save. Amazing. And we only had, for the majority of the implementation, five staff. Wow. Uh, yeah, it, it was. Uh, but, you know, getting everybody involved in the volunteers that's part of what we did, too, is we had co-chairs of every subcommittee and committee and subcommittee work groups, and one had to represent the state, one had to represent the grantee side. Nice. So, Brilliant way to do that. Yeah, I'd like so, to go back. 
Carol, something you said earlier, you were talking about how all the state agencies were like, well, the grantees don't want this. Right. When it's really, you know, that's one of the things Kimberly and I have talked about often is how it's really hard for grantees to give feedback to our funders. Because first of all, a lot of times the one place they ask a question, like how can we improve this? It's part of the application process. And who's going to be honest and be like, you suck and here's why when you're actually asking right. for money, right? So there really is no right. way for us as a grantee to really give that good feedback. So I'm, I'm seriously not surprised that they were like, oh, the grantees don't want this. Right, right. We don't want to change. Right. We yeah. don't want to change. And, uh, exactly. you know, it's interesting that you say that because it's so true. You know, they're scared to tell them. So when they have a centralized place and they figure out that no one will know who told me or my staff that's following up, changes everything. Yeah, who it is. Um, you know, they, they're more honest and it's really very beneficial to everybody. Yeah. It's a win-win for all sides. So, um, except for those that still want to use the advocate do their accounting, you know, um, but uh, it's, uh, it really is. And it does open up those, you know, conversations. And especially since we go back and look at everything once a year, but yeah, definitely uh, a problem. Now, some of the uh, smaller entities are like, I have to get a DUNS number and a, we, we automated all that. You go in and we do a registration pre-qualification. It does the SAMS.gov, um, check, you know, for debarred and suspended. And it also, some of the state rules. And then we also added a questionnaire for the risk posed by the applicant. And so we weighted it. And I also put it together. So if you were weak in one area, it didn't make you totally high risk. You know what I mean? So we judged yeah. those areas individually and then helped them. You know, this is what you need to do. Because that's the other thing is auditors don't always like to do that because, number one, if you do everything they say, they're no longer independent, right? And second yeah. of all, if they misunderstood you and did something different than the, well, you told me to do that, you know what I mean? So they're, they're mm -hmm. kind of apprehensive about, about doing that. But centralizing, I mean, just like audits, you know, for example. So you got four agencies you got funding from. You put together a corrective action plan. Agency one, two, three says, oh, that looks great. Agency four says, I don't like it. Go back and they tweak it for agency four and then one and two don't like it. So <laughs> we centralize that process. So any of those, you know, findings that really are cross-cutting findings, then we get agreement centrally and they don't have to go back and forth like, you know, like a tennis match. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of the things are really good. However, we also have people that don't care for it because the agency they got grants from didn't really make them do anything. Okay. They had ones that made them do too much. You know what I mean? So there was oh, just yeah. act. Your you mileage certainly varies from agency to agency. What but really, it really does. Are. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it does try to add to more consistency. And with the grant management system going in, some of the problems we had with people adding stuff, you know, it's like, do you even look at that? You know what I mean? Why do you yes, do that? Yes, we do, Carol. Yes, I, yes, we do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of times when they bring up, well, we want this in, I'm like, so what do you do with that information? Put it in a drawer, right? But, uh, you know, so, so some of it was just streamlining and meeting the minimum requirements and having 
myself and a couple other people on the committees that used to do the audits, it really helped because it's like, you don't need to do all that. I always tell people, I wrote more findings on not following your own procedures than <laughs> being non-compliant, right? Uh-huh. So, so we really know, did try. The reason that happens, though, is because I can tell you, all, I, and if I've had one program person tell me, it's about 20 of them, when I'll be like, why didn't you go get three quotes? You didn't follow our own procurement. Their answer is always, but it's a grant. Grants are special. I'm like, yeah, they're real special. You have to follow your own yeah. procurement. <laughs> That's how special yeah. they are. <laughs> <laughs> right, we did that too. Yeah, I'm exempt from procurement. No, you're not. No, you're not. Right, right, and uh-huh. and also, you know, the uniform guidance. The other thing that we got a lot of complaints, and it also came from the legislature, was that they didn't. A lot of they just gave the grants same people every year. They didn't have a competitive yes. application process, and so even though really technically we're not required to do that, we did adopt that as well. We came up with the uniform grant application and, you know, find out all of the items that have to be in it. And we even made the form so it forced them to put the information in. So, you know, because <laughs> it's, a, it's a, it was interesting how many people, and they're like, well, we can't do that. And people would say, well, these people have been losing money for 20 years. You're going to pay more for it. Uh, that really wasn't true. And I said, they lost money and they're still got their doors open. You know what I mean? They don't pay enough. I, I, I get that. They don't. Um, and so, you know, that's why I really liked, we also started the centralized negotiating indirect cost rate. I got permission from the feds to do it centrally. So then you negotiate that rate and then all the state agencies, you know, if you don't have one with the feds or don't get direct federal funding. Mm-hmm. So... We, we hired a firm and put together a system and they make their choices and then negotiate a rate. We gave tons of training and really tried to help them through negotiating a rate. Um, and then they all have to accept it. But yeah. that was also a big hurdle because they'd uh-huh. say, well, uh, we only allow 10 percent. Well, where does that come from? Well, a lot of them just made it up. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, you know what I mean? And then yes. some of them I had to dig in further, like the uh, um, some grants, you know, like Department of Aging, where they have to have, you know, one big agency and they, they have all of them, you know, centrally. And it's a combination of different uh, nonprofits across the state. And so, you know, they said, well, we just put it on there. And they had a statute. Well, we have a statute. I said, well, your statute uh, is uh, non-compliant with the federal rules, by the way. But then those, they have a 5% cap on the state, not the other ones. So, oh, my God, I had to go round and round with them on that. <laughs> so, I, yeah. I, I need to know how we find our Carol in the state of Georgia. Because <laughs> I want to find her and start talking to her. You know, cloning technology has improved greatly. <laughs> right. right. Yes, well, well, you know, what's funny is I've had so many states say, come and do it here. Come and do it here. You know. And so it's like, you know, a lot of it, a lot of my pull came from being involved in, you know, every gamut with so many people. So I'm sure it'd be harder to sell. In fact, I've gone and helped, like, I think it was Maryland. I went and met with a you know, legislator and and uh, the city of Washington, D.C., I convinced, you know, helped them convince to do the centralized uh, indirect cost rates and, uh 
it just recently passed. They sent me something. So I went and testified for them as well. And so a lot of people are reaching out and asking how we did it. But I, I just think that now that you have proof that it works, you know, not to say you don't have your little you know, bumps in the road and anybody that tells you they can implement something that huge and not have one doesn't know what they're doing, I would guess. Yeah, because you are. It's just the nature of the beast. So it is it is very interesting and I've learned so much from it, you know, from doing it. And I'm a walking talking and excited, oh, yeah. you know, I can walk every site of do CFR two hundred and tell you the you know what I mean. <laughs> it's kind of scary. So uh uh, you know, I don't know where the keys to my car are, but I can, you know, quote off two CFR 200. They screwed me up when they changed the numbering with the update, but not too much. I think I got it down now. So there you go. Nice. Well, you've hinted at some of the benefits of having a one-stop shop about all the hours saved. Um, and I, I think I recall from hearing you speak about this before there was money saved too. Cause not everybody, nobody had to have their own, online application and generally anymore I speak about the uh you know the savings so really what it comes down to is also you know finding uh mismanagement fraud whatever and grants so uh on we save 106 million dollars a year um you know so we took the hours and calculated out the average cost and salary and benefits And then, you know, we we did it really, we we were in the process of doing, I wasn't comfortable because we didn't track all the stuff we found that was, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it happened so fast because when everybody's the same, those anomalies really, you know, they're like slapping you across the face, you know. Yeah. So in, in all the training we gave, we gave so much training. There's a lot of training on the state's website. Which is www.grants.illinois.gov. And you can go out there. It's got annual reports. It's got the structure on how we put everything together. All of our forms are uniform forms. We have a uniform grant agreement, application, reporting, Mm -hmm. whole whole gamut out there. Oh, it did take some time. Sounds like it. Hello. Well, we did in about five years with all the hurdles we had, you know, so, and we had to do everything from scratch, you know, go steal the wheel. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't do everything from scratch. And they don't even have to steal a wheel. Maybe they could get started by going to the website that you just talked about. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Go, go use it all. Uh, You know, and the other thing is people will ask that you didn't ask, so I'll go ahead and bring it up. How did you pay for it? Right. We don't have the money for that. Well, when I reached out to the feds, and they were very excited. And so um, I, you know, went to HHS and, and talked to them, and they said to put it in your statewide indirect cost. You know, we call it the SWICAP. So uh, what we did, there's a part A and a part B, and part B, so what we did was took all the cost, and we did it based on how many grantees you had and um, – and so, and so we had, you know, fixed costs, like everybody's salary. So we were allowed to charge that through the, what they call the SWI cap. And it, you know, basically it more than paid for itself because our budget wasn't that big with so few employees and homegrown systems. Um, and so we did the same thing when we put in the cost of the statewide grant management system. So it worked out, you know, really well. 
with uh, being able to allocate those costs. Even the biggest agencies, probably it, the cost was maybe two full-time equivalents. So, huh. you know, a lot of stuff, you know, really significantly decreased a lot of their costs. So um, we hadn't dug in so far to do that, you know, trying to implement it. It was fun. Uh, and then try to come up with come up with all that. And me being an auditor, it's like, you're not putting that number out there. We don't have any backup. You know what I mean? <laughs> they wanted to like put, so I was very conservative in those numbers, by the way. So if I thought it took somebody three days to do something, I'd only put a day down. So those are very, very conservative. So it's a, it's a crazy of all the redundancies that, you know, it, that add absolutely no value to the grant. Uh-huh. You've seen those studies, you know, 20% of, you know, of, of your time, you know, a big portion of your time is spent on the administrative part. Well, when you don't have to redo everything at every agency, you get one or every division within every agency uh-huh. to save a significant amount of time. So, oh, anyway, just to go through some of the, you know, lessons learned. Definitely, definitely, definitely collaborate with all of the stakeholders, okay, mm-hmm. all of them. We also required us to do an annual report so we could tell the legislature where we were. Not that probably most of them even read it, but, you know, it's out there. And that's yeah. on site, too. The structured approach with the subcommittees, and you can see the structure out online as well. I mean, we just broke up the uh, 2CFR 200, and we had committees like a fiscal um, and, you know, covering all those items. And we had separate work groups for each one. And then uh, mandatory training for those committees. When I was working with the five human service agencies, that was a lesson learned that before you could serve on committee, you had to go through the training. And it cut out a lot of time of where people would argue and then you'd say, it's a federal requirement. Oh, okay. You know, <laughs> but, uh, that, oh, that, the funder. We do that all the time. It's the funder makes us do it. Right. And then also, we also required that all the grantees, we put out annual training and they have to do it. And then we would track that. And that was available so they could see. We had difficulty with the state employees requiring training. If you could get that through, I would. Because, you know, the whole union thing, you know what I mean? And so I would, something I would definitely do. Because I've had grantees say, can I charge you guys for training the staff on what the grant requirements are? You know, so I had to go through the same thing. It is very complex. It is, you know, and then also uh, as you go through what processes you want to do, we picked the rules first. We had different phases. So we went through the rules. Everybody, you know, this is what we have to do. Anything else that you think is good that we should do. And then we uh, literally went through those and in some cases even flow charted it and, you know, put it all together and also said, what do we need for software to make this work? Yeah, that's that's exactly exactly what we did. So you can literally go online with the state of Illinois, sign up and do everything in about a half hour and then you're good to go. And then. We we are we had a, a we called it the centralized uh, vault you know repository, and so all the nice little things they make you turn in to get a grant you know like your uh, like your 
policies, procedures, you know, all that kind of stuff. They could upload it into this centralized vault and then the state agencies wouldn't have to ask for it again. And they would just certify I updated it every year. So that's a huge, huge savings for a lot of people. That's where I got into. Why do you ask for their exemption letter from the IRS? Do they have an audit done? You say, so that's a lot of what I did. It's covered in this audit. It's covered in that audit. Why are you asking for it again? What are you going to do with it? You know, so, so we, we had like 37 items. I cut them down to 17. Nice. Um, it, it, it just. And so if I heard you, if I heard you correctly, Carol, so you had like, as if I was an applicant, I could upload all the standard stuff to that one system and then it's there. So I wouldn't have to, for every application, keep right. uploading. So what we would do is we just over over. do the registration pre-qualification. Then if you got an award, um, then you would provide that information centrally, uh, you know, for all, all of that. And then, all you know, so that was a big thing. The other thing I really get, get the uh, National Council of Nonprofits engaged. They backed us big time. It was very helpful in, in that as well. And, you know, they're a big, uh, they're one of my bigger cheerleaders or whatever you want to call them because um, they just love some of the stuff we did. So that's a biggie. But really use Illinois because, you know, unfortunately, I didn't have another state, you know, so I had to prove it. So yeah. but I'll tell you, every time. Yeah, now the rest of the other changes, states have no excuse. Right. And so, you know, like like every time the administration would change, the people that didn't like it, you know, this last administration, they came to me and said, we've gotten over 2,000 complaints. I said, really? Well, that's pretty good because I have 200 complaints. I said, well, that's really good because we have 7,000 grantees. So that's not, you know. Yeah. And then they go, oh, okay. So, you know, some people will spend more energy fighting to do something than it would take them to do it. Right. right. But, you know, I have to say oh, yeah. uh, it was a opener. And also with the audits and their auditors. I mean, we, we found so many substandard audits. It's not even funny because we knew what to look for, you know. And so, you know, we go back and say, yeah. mm. so uh, it, it, it really was uh, amazing of some of the stuff that fell out of it, you know? And, and so I think it's an unemployment mm-hmm. uh, or full employment act for anybody that works with grants and, and, and gotta, because every time we implement something new, it just, you know, things fall out that you're like, what, you don't do this. You know what I mean? So it's uh, interesting as you go forward. So I had so many notes that I wrote them of what they needed to do next. They probably said, Carol, I got to get some of that. Right? <laughs> Especially with COVID, right? What a mess. <laughs> so it, it, it was, uh, it was uh, you know, literally, I never planned on staying at the state this long, but I couldn't walk away from this. This was too much fun, you know? So I had to put a, put a stop point because you'd never stop. You know what I mean? <laughs> It'd have to wheel me yeah. in from the nursing home, right? <laughs> so uh, uh, anyway, <laughs> I... I Definitely. I mean, it's just you can always improve, you know, always improve. But some of the stuff we put in in the very beginning, we haven't had to tweak at all for quite a few years. So um, it it is very. But we had, you know, some of the stuff people do is like there's stuff came back wrong from Sam.gov. And so we were checking things and working with them on the phone. And he said, well, you know, my staff said this. Well, Looks like you put your DUNS number in the FEIN and the FEIN in the DUNS. Well, why would that matter? 
Oh my God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> They're still the ones that go and complain to the legislature that it takes six weeks to get it done. That's because this is what they did, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, it's a, it is very, very interesting. And then with state grants, some, you know, we've had pushback. Why do we have to do it? You know, and why do you care if I, you know, wanted to board a suspended list at the federal level? And you're like, really? Yeah. You know, I don't if you did it there, you're going to do it to us. So, you know, <laughs> it's, it's just uh, some of the stuff that falls out of it. You could, I could, I could do a complete stand-up comedy routine on it. I think you are doing a portion of it today. I think you're trying <laughs> yes, a little bit today, and I like it. Yeah. So, you know, some of the most I, – I think, too, because they liked it so well, the feds it really did. There's also a state grants leads group. Because I used to run it now. You know, I mentored uh, the new director all five years, and uh, so she's leading that group, and they share best practices. So – you know, if there's a place to ask questions on the, on the website, too, and you can also, you know, say, I'd like to join that group because they have a they meet all, you know, obviously they take like the summer, a couple of months off in the year. Mm-hmm. But they do have meetings and they bring up some really good issues. And uh, we also have uh, OMB's ear because of it. Oh, they they'd run things by us. So, you know, have us. Talk, you know, give them comments and things uh, for those that weren't in the uh, federal register. So, you know, it, it is uh, interesting. And, and so is centralizing the audit. You can see where you need more training. Yeah, looking at what findings are very prevalent. So it's just, it's just, uh, I'm a geek. I love it. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I knew I couldn't just stop. So I'm doing this more. So anyway. There you go. Well, I mean, again, honestly, I'm a huge fan of what the state of Illinois did, and I truly am hoping other states. And so um, if folks want to reach out, I know you've mentioned the Illinois website, but if anybody has a question specifically for you, Carol, can can they reach out to you? And if so, what's the best way to do that? I I am on LinkedIn and also NGMA, okay? And my emails are out there, Uh so reach out. Uh, I know because, you know, OMB refers people to me. Oh, ask Carol Crafts. Yeah, ask Carol Crafts. So I just got the California Bar Association asking me questions. <laughs> oh, it's kind of interesting. Nice. But, uh, anyway, uh, I you know I love it. So oh, I love yeah. to hear things and and being someone that you know done so many things. Uh, pretty much, I can tell a horror story about or funny story about almost everything is required to do right. So or how to go about it because you know. Some of the stuff we did, we had to back up on and say, whoa, wait a minute. You know, wow. so it, it is yeah. it is a process and take your time and do it incrementally is, is my also, mm-hmm. last, you know, don't scare them. Don't be scared. Right. Um, but, you know, you move too fast and I always move too fast for government. So yeah. <laughs> what can I say? Yeah. So anyway, I think everything I don't know if you guys have any government. other other. <laughs> Well, I know that's, I stole this, I can't even remember from where, but I always say it takes them three hours to watch 60 minutes, right? Uh. <laughs> yeah, so, anyway. That's funny. It's a slow oh. burn, but I think the listeners will get it. It's like, sit with no. that for a minute. Uh-huh. Bring something to read. Yeah. You know, while <laughs> no, anyway. And that wraps up our interview with Carol Cross, fearless leader of a streamlined grant system for the state of Illinois. 
It was a treat to talk to an accountant with such a great sense of humor. And I don't know about you, but this interview has me raring to go and talk to the powers that be in Georgia to get the ball rolling in my home state. I mean, how awesome would it be to have a one-stop shop and streamline guidance for every state agency where you work? Pretty freaking awesome as far as I'm concerned. I hope you all learned as much as Kimberly and I did today. Thank you again to our season four sponsor, D.H. Leonard Consulting and Grant Writing Services. We appreciate their support in making grants less stressful. Visit their website, dhleonardconsulting.com, to download their latest free resources today. Well, thank you for listening. We wouldn't do it without you because we could not do it without you. And if you like what you're hearing, we would love for you to leave a review of the Fundraising Heyday podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you are listening to us. It really helps spread the word and um, we would love it. And we're honored you chose to spend time with us. And, and we would also love, we have a lot of love. We would also love for this podcast to be part of your professional development lineup. Thanks again for joining us, listeners. We appreciate you and hope you tune in in two weeks for our next episode. We're talking about where the grants are, because if you can't find them, you can't write them. Oh, there might be a song. There might be a song. Bye. Bye.